Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is sponsored by Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com inside to get an amazing Black Friday deal. Hey everyone, welcome back to Inside Gaming Daily for Thanksgiving. What? what? Make your turkey noise. <laughs> Just trying to fit in. I don't really know what's going on. Sorry we couldn't find you a buckle hat, Brian. We'll throw one on in post. I'm just here drunk watching football. Ah, as a classic Uncle Brian should be. Mm. (laughs) I'm going to nap after this. I'm I'm going to say something racist. Do I (laughs) make you sleepy, Brian? We've seen a lot of video game lawsuits over the years. A lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there have been lawsuits against developers for making crappy games, developers suing ex-employees, developers suing ROM sites, even developers suing 14-year-old cheaters. Good. They the get away with way too worst much. kind of cheater. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay Lohan sued Rockstar over Grand Theft Auto 5. A million people sued Fortnite over dances. A video game critic even got sued for a bad review. Yeah, but there's a whole subgenre of lawsuits that have gone after video games for one reason. I'm trying to think of a way to throw it to Brian. I thought of it. I'll do it now. Cool. And there's about to be a new lawsuit that accuses Epic Games of intentionally making Fortnite as addictive as possible. Isn't that right, Brian? Yeah, and it's a question that could have a a pretty big impact in the gaming industry. It's also, interestingly, not the first time this has happened. As you guys said, sometimes the plaintiff has even come out on top, so they don't always lose these. So uh, we're going to look at the Epic lawsuit first because it's the most recent. Then we'll dig into the history of these lawsuits. I can't wait. I love the spicy lawsuit. My favorite show is uh, Judge Judy. So this comes from a law firm in Montreal, which is planning a class action suit on behalf of two parents who claim that their 10 and 15 year old kids are addicted to Fortnite. Fortnite, never, not even once. This is Fortnite. Yeah, they say that when Fortnite is played over a long period of time, it releases dopamine, similar to drugs like cocaine. Hell yeah. Fortnite's like cocaine. What? I must have been playing it differently all these years. Real cool kid. I'll say goddamn. Yeah, one of the attorneys, Alessandra Esposito Chartrand, told CBC that Epic Games, when they created Fortnite for years and years, hired psychologists. They really dug into the human brain and they really made an effort to make it as addictive as possible. Makes sense that you would want your video game to be as addictive as possible. Chartrand claimed that Epic knowingly put on the market a very, very addictive game, which was also geared toward youth. That's all video games. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's the point, right? That's like with McDonald's. Like you wanna put all those sugars and fats. Fortnite is the jewel of gaming. What's the problem? Just because it looks cartoony? Just because I'm getting popcorn love. They also said that Epic didn't warn players of the risks of getting addicted to Fortnite, comparing it to tobacco companies not warning the public about the dangers of smoking. Like jewels. He really wants to talk about jewels. Yeah, so uh, Brian, does this have any merit? Well, so we went the extra mile as we always do here on Inside Gaming and we talked to a lawyer of our own, Ryan Morrison. He's an attorney at Morrison Rothman who specializes in gaming legal issues. Uh, We've used him in the past. He's been a big help So I ran a couple of these cases by him. Uh, He's not involved in this one specifically. Just wanted an outside legal opinion for this story. Mm. Ryan, you're the best. You always go the extra mile. Just working hard for you guys. I love when you get rye dog in the mix. Bleep that out. (laughs) I got really sexual. (laughs) Morrison said that the legal argument supporting this lawsuit against Epic is based off of the recent affirmation of a Quebec Superior Court ruling in 2015. That ruling held that companies selling cigarettes failed to adequately warn customers about the dangers 
years of smoking cigarettes, which obviously include addiction and cancer. And being cool as hell. Dude. Yeah, Morrison said that he thinks that Epic should be able to get this suit dismissed fairly easily, though, if they can make distinctions between the cigarette case and the facts at hand. Okay, so what are some of those examples of that, Brian? So, like, he said, for example, there's certainly not as much science backing up video game addiction as there is about the harmful effects of smoking cigarettes. So, uh, right there, the, the argument kind of falls apart. No, I was gonna say there's no physical ailments you get from playing video games, but if you sit and play video games long enough, that's... Uh, not gonna get lung disease from doing it. Yeah. Other than having enhanced reflexes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Pump myself full enough G fuel and I can walk through walls. <laughs> the gamer chair just turns into a Formula One car around me. <laughs> Yeah, there's certainly no question that lots of people play a lot of Fortnite. Ever since the Battle Royale version released two years ago, it has amassed 250 million players and become one of the biggest games on the planet. Yeah, Ninja, aka Tyler Blevins, became the biggest streamer in the world playing it. Parents even hired coaches for their kids to get better and earn scholarships to college. I wish my parents cared about me that much. Mm, damn. Epic has also gotten a share of criticism along the way too. While Fortnite is free to play, it does have loot boxes and premium currency that you can use to buy cosmetics. My parents would just like, turn that shit off. Who's laughing? now, because guess who works at a video game YouTube channel? Yeah, take that mom and dad who will <laughs> never watch this. Last year, two psychologists from the University of Adelaide in Australia published a paper warning against predatory payments in games like Fortnite, which they described as increasingly similar to gambling. Just children just sitting there card sharking, put the towel on his head, put him in the bathroom. And while this Montreal lawsuit is just in the beginning stages, it's important to note that this isn't the only Games Got Me Addicted lawsuit. No, there's a rich history of these being filed, and they range from bizarre to tragic. Hmm, you tell, Brian. There's some crazy ones. So uh, let's kick this off. Back in 2015, a Russian man sued Bethesda, claiming that he lost his job and his wife because Fallout 4 was so addictive. Ooh, that's that's the wrong really Fallout to bet your <laughs> yeah, life I was on. Gonna say, of all Fallouts. <laughs> so yeah, this guy claimed that he skipped work to play the game until he was eventually fired. He also stopped talking to friends and family until his wife eventually left him. So he basically claimed that the game Ooh. should have had a warning label on it. I guess like a pack of smokes or something. Yeah, ju just like all tall buildings should have a warning label that if you jump off them, you might get hurt. The lawsuit was apparently from a 28-year-old man in Siberia who was seeking the equivalent of $7,000 in damages from Bethesda. What else are you gonna do in Siberia? Yeah, it's not clear how that lawsuit ended. Our Russian is admittedly not very great, and we couldn't find any follow-up reports. More than likely, it just got thrown out into the tundra. How did he arrive at that number? I lost my wife, my job. Eh, $7,000 ought to cover it. In uh, Russian <laughs> money. I think it makes sense. Uh, way back in 1990, a 13-year-old named Noah Wilson died after his friend stabbed him in the chest. Wilson's mother sued Midway Games, which made Mortal Kombat. The lawsuit claimed that the friend was addicted to the game and thought he was one of the characters. She lost, though. A uh, court ruled that Midway wasn't liable under the First Amendment because the state couldn't violate the developer's free speech rights to make games. Oh my gosh. And also, the problem is clearly the child. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're gonna stab anyone. Uh, so moving on, World of Warcraft has also seen a number of lawsuits. Not surprising, that's like one of the number one all-time addicting game. A Chinese family sued its developer Blizzard more than a decade ago, claiming that World of Warcraft led to their son's death. Whoa, uh, Brian, please do go on. So the Chinese news agency Xinhua reported back in 2005 that the parents claimed the boy jumped to his death while reenacting a scene from the game. So yeah, that's a pretty big yikes. 
That sucks, dude. Yeah, we asked Morrison about this one and he said that generally in these cases, it's hard for the party suing the video game developer to prove that the game was a direct cause of the injury, regardless of whether it was suffered by a child, a parent, or a police officer or otherwise. Yeah, he added that essentially correlation does not equal causation. Anyone can play a video game, but you'll be hard pressed as a victim or as a perpetrator to argue that a video game made you do something or ended up being the cause of someone else's death. Yeah, he also said that we've seen this happen with games like Grand Theft Auto, for example, where a death will occur and a third party or the perpetrator will attempt to argue that the game made them do it. Yeah, but those haven't gone anywhere because it's hard to prove that the video game is actually the legal cause of anyone's injuries. It's kind of the same argument with video games make people violent thing where it's like people already have violent tendencies. They're kind of do this stuff anyway. I don't know. Every time I play Stardew Valley, I just feel that rage <laughs> building up inside me and I'm gonna take it off. Yeah, Morrison said that there are First Amendment protections afforded to video games. So, yeah, yeah, but those protections can go away, right, Brian? Yeah, it, it kind of depends. Depends. They can go away depending on whether a game incites violence or produces something called imminent lawless action. So if a video game is found to do these things, then it may lose First Amendment protection because it's gone beyond the bounds of protected speech, but otherwise it's protected. We have some other strange lawsuits we're gonna throw your way, but before we do, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor. Today's episode of Inside Gaming Daily is sponsored by Raycon, these cool little private, discreet Bluetooth headphones. So if you don't know why Raycon is awesome, it is a company founded by Ray J. He was sick of premium audio being so expensive, so he and a bunch of audio engineers and other music industry folks developed Raycon's line of awesome wireless headphones and earbuds. With Raycon's earbuds, you don't have any dangling like stems or wires to get in your way. It's true wireless audio with seamless Bluetooth pairing. So it comes in this cute little box, has like a magnetic snap to it, so you don't have to fumble around with it too much. And these are the little earbuds. They're very sleek and stylish. They're not obnoxious looking. You know, just pop it in your ear. Easy as that. Uh, the sound is really good for the price point. They also have a little sizing chart right here, which I really like because um, my ears are really small. So a lot of times the little like earbud things will be too big for my ears and it hurts. So I appreciate that they have those in there. If you're kind of like me, if you're on a little bit of a budget for personal stuff or what what have you, these are a good alternative that sound just as good as premium headphones, but don't cost uh, quite as much. You can click the link in the description below to get access to Raycon's Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. I can't even tell you how good the deals will be. You'll just have to check them out on the site for yourself. So you can go to buyraycon.com inside to get an amazing Black Friday deal on Raycons. Raycon, thank you very much for sponsoring today's episode and thank you for supporting our sponsors. And now onto other weird lawsuits. About a decade ago, a California man sued Blizzard for $1 million, claiming that World of Warcraft made him unable to function in real life. Hmm, did that suit go anywhere? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, most of these lawsuits are usually dismissed. Sometimes a judge does side with the game-addicted plaintiff. Back in 2010, a Hawaiian man named Craig Smallwood sued this. <laughs> Why? Uh, penis. Uh, yeah, back in 2010, a Hawaiian man named Craig Smallwood sued the South Korean developer NCSoft because of its MMORPG Lineage 2. Smallwood claimed that he spent 20,000 hours in the game. Smallwood said he was unable to function independently in usual daily activities such as getting up, getting dressed, bathing, or communicating with family and friends. He claims to have been hospitalized for three weeks and that he needed regular treatment and therapy because of the game. And amazingly, he kind of won. So the US federal judge sided with Smallwood and ordered NCSoft to pay the plaintiff's legal fee. Hmm. As to how the lawsuit ultimately shook out, we don't know because Smallwood filed a motion to seal the suit in 2011, meaning that the public just can't see it. Mm -hmm. Kind of just makes me want to play Lineage 2. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's like the, the more danger is present, the more I'm just like, 
As for the larger question of whether or not games are addictive, well, that's kind of controversial. Mm, last year, the World Health Organization weighed in on the issue and classified a new addiction called gaming disorder. Mom, I got a bad case of gaming disorder. Can you imagine being a, a parent and your doctor just comes in and he's just like, ma'am, your, your child has been diagnosed with gaming disorder. They define gaming disorder as having impaired control over gaming and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Morrison noted that the American Psychiatric Association's DSM-5, which is the tool used by mental health professionals to diagnose mental disorders, concedes that there needs to be more research done on the topic of internet gaming addiction. What else did he say about that, Brian? Yeah, but he also said it's true that countries like China and South Korea have recognized video game addiction as a disorder. Some countries are moving that way to diagnose but that is, as you might imagine, been heavily disputed by the gaming industry. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association. Love them. Great people. The Entertainment Software Association, which represents video game makers in the U.S., said that a gaming disorder designation recklessly trivializes real mental health issues. They added that the World Health Organization knows that common sense and objective research prove video games are not addictive. Now here's a bunch of journalists' home addresses. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> hey. But despite the industry's denials, we have seen some cases of what looks like addictive type behavior when it comes to spending money in games especially. Yeah, these totals can get pretty insane, like the dude who spent $10,000 in FIFA before realizing, eh, it's not worth it. Or a RuneScape player who reportedly spent $62,000 in the game. What the hell do you spend $62,000 in How else are you gonna get a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, the new champion is someone who spent more than $150,000 in microtransactions in a mobile Transformers <laughs> game of all games. <laughs> At least spend it on Bionicles, man. I've never seen $150,000 in my life, but you know, go off. Damn, I made $200 at a pie gal table once. That was fucking awesome. Proud of you. Oh, well, it even goes deeper than that. Recently, Kotaku reported that CEO of the Chinese mobile publisher, Yoda One, said that they've developed a bot that can spot potential whales, AKA big spenders in a game with about 87% accuracy. God. Yuck. But the CEO added, we think we can get it up to about 90%. No. <laughs> I stopped him the slimiest dude in the world saying yeah. Ugh, I feel dirty. <laughs> grossing me out. And I'm the one dressed as a turkey. <laughs> so there's evidence that some publishers are actively encouraging this kind of behavior and trying to target people who might have a problem. Yeah, but uh, Brian, does that mean they're like encouraging this and be addictive behavior and gambling and whatnot? Yeah, so I asked Morrison and he said, that's not really unique to video games. He said a lot of industries monitor the habits of their users and they'll do it to kind of customize or change an experience. He also said that this sort of data collection is something that everyone agrees to when they purchase a game and click I agree after downloading it. So you got to start reading those agreements, guys. Mm. Uh, are you joking? I will never do that. <laughs> yeah, me either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, lawmakers around the world are starting to take a closer look at the issue of addiction and gaming, especially when it comes to loot boxes and microtransactions. Yeah, last month, the Committee of Lawmakers in the UK issued a report calling for loot boxes to be banned for kids. They said that the industry's use of loot boxes needs a lot more scrutiny and that they should be regulated under current gambling laws. Mm, yeah, we've seen other countries in Europe uh, Belgium and the Netherlands just outright banned them. And China has restricted the number of loot boxes that players can open every day. <laughs> you can only have this many kids and you can only open this many loot boxes. Uh, what's going on here in the US, Brian? Yeah, a senator here has also called for them to be banned. Meanwhile, Sweden is investigating the practice as well. So uh, a lot of people looking into it. In many cases, they've been compared to gambling, which is absolutely addictive and is regulated in most countries. Yeah, it's hard not to see a future where video games are next. So some of these addiction lawsuits have been thrown out in the past, it's not a guarantee that this Fortnite one will be too. Yeah, because lawmakers and health professionals aren't looking at video games as just harmless toys anymore. They're taking them a 
lot more seriously. Yeah, so what happens when your kid spends $200,000 on gems? I don't know, what, what do you buy in games? You got any closing things you wanna throw in there, Brian? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Sorry we- <laughs>